On this episode, we discuss the myth of the term soulmate and how we may have unrealistic expectations, as well as an idealized version of a partner. So on today's episode, we're talking about finding the myth of the one, mm-hmm. quote unquote, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or the perfect person, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a perfect partner, mm-hmm. um, a perfect relationship. And I, you know, I asked you a question before and you said about soulmates, like, do you believe in soulmates? Do you feel like it's the same thing, soulmate and the one, the perfect person that people find? Because I see it as, you know, I feel like my friends are my soulmates. Mm. You know, I feel like my partner is my soulmate, but it's like, you don't just find the soulmate. I feel like, you build on the soulmate. You build on the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's I, how I see it. I I totally agree with that. I think, you know, my belief is that, like I was saying, we don't, there. I don't think we have just one soulmate, even with lovers, even with romantic partners. I think we can have multiple soulmates. Um, now, of course, not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a little tricky. Yeah. Although, hey, to each their own if they choose to see it in that way. But in, <laughs> for me, I do believe that as we evolve and as we change, if the partner that we're you know romantically involved with does not change with us, then they may not be the one for you. Therefore, therefore, they may no longer be your soulmate. They just gave you or each other's soulmate at the time you know for x y and z reasons i don't believe in the one i don't believe like this i don't believe like you're supposed to know like this is the one what does that mean the one for what the one for the rest of your life like how do you know if that person is anything can happen yeah what is the one this was it this is the one for you for the rest of your life until eternity how do you know that well i think that i think there's a couple of couple of things that come up for me i feel like the word the one probably was coined from someone who had a lot of anxiety about about relationships um and i think maybe saying or expressing that someone is the one minimizes the fear of losing that person potentially and i feel like that can still apply today right you're the one for me and it could be a fear of a being alone or it could be a fear of am I, you know, I don't want to ever lose this person, right? So the idea of not them not being with you forever is scary. Um, and so I think someone can be the one for you for that time in your life. But, you know, I don't think it's, you, you just don't know if it's a forever thing. How do you know? How do you yeah. know? I think the one is the, uh, you know, made up story um, from, I don't know, Disney prince and princesses yeah i really do i feel like it's an illusion that was created and uh it's a story that people learned growing up that you'll find your prince charming or your princess charming and you know you're gonna run in the forest with the white horse and you're going to be Mm -hmm. saved by your potential partner and i think that's bs no one told us how hard you have to work on building a relationship Mm -hmm. i don't believe in the one i believe in building a secure relationship with the partner that 
creates Mm. the person that becomes the one Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you don't just be the you're not it's not just the one that you find it's the person that you build trust and loyalty Mm. and commitment and consistency and security and protection and all of that Mm -hmm. that builds to be ultimately your potential partner yeah right yeah i think I think the problem is that people, right. It's an illusion. It's totally an illusion. Um, I think sometimes it's, it's our own internal issues of, you know, again, I'm, I'm scared to be alone. Therefore I am going to deal with whatever toxic dynamic it is just so that I can say, because they'll change and they'll change for me and they'll change and our relationship will be better. Um, because this person is my person, whatever that means. Right. Yeah. I think compatibility requires effort. Mm-hmm. It requires doing the work mm-hmm. and we hear this all the time now. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Doing the inner work when it comes to your relationship. And I believe that means either, you know, doing yoga, uh, tapping. That means tapping into your subconscious mind, whatever that looks like. Maybe that's doing yoga and therapy. Maybe that's, uh, you know, doing coaching and something. It can't just be one or the other. Right. Like we're Mm -hmm. therapists and we see therapists therapist that's great but we're not only seeing therapists Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. we are reading books we are researching we are you know i've taken coaches um i've you know i've worked with coaches like we're doing other things Mm -hmm. to you know grow and um be the person that we want to be Mm -hmm. so that we can attract Mm -hmm. that potential partner Mm -hmm. like you have to be that person in order to attract the person that you potentially want. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that the, I think I know I've said this before in another episode or two where people sometimes confuse intense passion with, okay, this has to be my person because I don't feel this with anyone else. Right. How often do you hear that? I know I've said that before in my own not healthy relationships, right? Yeah, like the butterfly effect. Yeah, like this person gives me butterflies. This person, I have so much passion. We have the best sex and I know they're the ones for me. They're fighting for me and I'm fighting for them. And right, but it's like, what does fighting for each other even mean? Like literally fighting? Are you guys fighting all the time? And like when one leaves, the other person chases them because that's not really a fight. That is, you got some attachment issues, right? Yeah, the chaser and the runner. The chaser and the runner. Yeah, and so I think think that the you know the people confuse intensity with intimacy and i think the intensity is what causes people to think that that person that they're with is is the one for them or their soulmate which is totally totally um wrong yeah i don't know if it is wrong or not healthy sorry maybe not healthy is the right word yeah i i was reading somewhere which was a good reminder And it said that if you didn't, if you're going on a date and you don't get that intense feeling about the other person, it, that's a healthy, it could be a healthy partnership. Mm. Have you heard of that? It's so interesting Mm. because, or if you go on a date where like you have this intense feeling, like you talk about like, oh my gosh, like 
I can't wait to see this person again. There was so much sparks between us. We kissed and it was amazing. I can't wait. And then like, I don't know, two days later, they never text or call you back, mm-hmm. you know, totally. compared to the person that you're going on a date with where it felt steady. Mm. It felt okay. You didn't get the intense feeling. It felt mm. secure and safe. Mm-hmm. Why not give that person a chance? Mm, right. Because they're looking for that butterfly effect. Yeah. Whatever that means. And I think people are searching for that because it 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 does feel good. And who doesn't who who doesn't want to feel excited? Who doesn't want to feel that great intense feeling of like, oh, I'm loved or I'm liked or whatever it is. Everyone wants that. Who doesn't want that? But when that is mixed with a lot of toxic behaviors and a lot of toxic dynamics, that doesn't mean that that person is the one for you. And that doesn't mean that that person is a soulmate for you. That It could be if both of you guys recognize how unhealthy it is and both of you guys make an effort to work on yourselves and then work as a couple, that person can be your soulmate right? Because they get it and you're connected. But if they're not, then you're just going after the chase. Yeah. I mean, like you said, they could be, they might be right. Right. You don't know what, like, do you really know your soulmate? No, no. I mean, I just think that we were fed this Disney, like, you know, romantic relationships at such a young age. And like, I used to say like, this is the one, you know, Mm -hmm. like I can't live without this person and it must be, but I think it's such bullshit to be Mm -hmm. honest. And, you know, you have to unlearn all of this, like, you know, delusional, Mm -hmm. you know, romantic stories and let's normalize being with a healthy partner let's mm-hmm. normal normalize not having that intense feeling of like oh my gosh there's like chemical because think about it the dopamine shoots high right when something is seems a little bit intense aka for me i think it's a red flag yeah i really is. do it is. I mean, I think it's okay to be really, really attracted to someone. And, and I think that that can still, it can still work, right? It doesn't necessarily mean find someone you're not really, you're not, you're not getting that dopamine rush. Oh yeah. Like you can still, but I think, I think time tells if, you know, if it starts to not be consistent or if there is some kind of like negative that then brings up the dopamine, right? Yeah. Like a negative w- interaction or negative dynamic if that makes sense. Yeah. I just, I also think that people, um, including me in the past was, were looking for the perfect partner and I didn't know I was looking for the perfect partner, you know, mm-hmm. perfect in every way. Right. Like, you know, have you gone on a date where you're like, Oh my God, this person ears is huge. Their ears are huge. I don't know. Like how annoying is that? <laughs> like, let's be honest. I don't know. Something like really weird or this person texts in a very weird way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's I, me. I get it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think those are unrealistic mm. and I feel like we pinpoint it. So such little minuscule things that, in a way, it's like an excuse to throw us off and not being in a re- not be in a relationship. Yeah, I really. Th- you know what I mean. You're trying to find ways not to be in a relationship. I really do. Yeah, I mean, for me, that. no, I, that's so true. For me, I've been I've been single for a while for a few years now, and I thought you know, for me being single um, and working on myself, 
that would help me become more ready to give, you know, really give my all in a relationship and in a healthy relationship. Right. And, um, and so I've brought this up before and I know I've, you know, the story is I met someone recently and I went on a date with them and this is, this is, I think right before we went to Italy. So mm. like summer, summer, last summer. Yeah. And that thing, you know, it's unfortunate because in hindsight, I really wish I gave this guy another chance, but I'm actually grateful for that experience because I'm grateful for the experience and I'm grateful for the aftermath of it, of me feeling regretful because it helped me realize how, um, there was like no literal, I was, I literally could not find a reason why I found many reasons why I wasn't into this guy at the time. Like, Oh, whatever his reasons were. Right. It was so ridiculous, irrational, but I, re- in, I remember, but in hindsight, I recognize like, no, I, I probably should have given that guy a chance. Cause he really did fit everything I was looking for in a man, except, you know, maybe he wasn't the ideal job that I wanted, or maybe, you know, he didn't own his home, but he lived on his own and who knows what would have happened. So anyway, I was, those were my excuses. He didn't have the job that I thought, you know, I felt like was important for me. Do you think that's realistic or unrealistic expectation? Well, in hindsight, at the time I thought it was realistic. I was pretty firm about it. And in hindsight, I recognize that that was irrational. I was looking for the butterfly effect. Right. And so, but what I'm trying to say is I thought my work, the work I had done on myself that I, that I was not going to be that person anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful for that experience because it helped me reflect that, wait, I still did it. And so I need to be more conscious of it. And on that note, I think it, you know, since you're, you're talking about your experience being single, I think that every person that you date is going to lead you to the partner that you're going to build mm-hmm. a foundation with. Right. Do you see that I'm not saying the partner that you're going to be with for the rest of your life? Because mm-hmm. we the it's unknown the future. What is known is right now. So you're building a foundation with this person. Right. And does this person obviously connect and is equivalent to your obvious values and commitment status. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it, are they, do they resemble your co- commitment status? Right. You know, I think it's important to get yourself out there. I always mm. say to single people, get yourself out there. Wow. Look at me, single people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I but know that's you know cool. What I mean? right? Like, because I think that you have to um, get, you know, it's a, everything is a mindset. Yep. And I think that dating is practice. I really do. 1000% agree. It is. I'm, I'm grateful for my experiences. I really am. And I think that something I think is helpful that can be helpful in really understanding who, you know, who to look for or what to look for, I would say is to create a list. And it's so funny. Sometimes I'll ask, not sometimes, a lot of times I'll ask clients to write their list and then they'll come back and they say, and they'll say like, he needs to drive this certain car and he needs to do this and he needs to do that. And he needs to have this. And I'm just like, well, what does that mean? Right? So what does driving a nice car mean for you? You want someone who is established who can have a nice life and be comfortable. Right? So look at it. Not so, um, not so much like the material things or the, the tedious things, um, cause then you, I think it gets like, missed, right? Why don't you drive that nice car? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Think of, I mean, just to kind well, of they like might be driving it already. They might be already driving yeah, it. But like what I'm trying to say is like in order for you to pursue the partner that you desire, why don't you be that partner? 
and the other when when you are dating yeah. that's already implanted in mm. your brain it's implanted in your system to be like this is the partner that i will choose mm. and i will not choose any other ones that aren't aligning with that potentiality but so if that's important for them i'm just curious like how do you for me because for me i mean if that's important for my client then that's important for my client and i respect that right um obviously there's always something bigger there that they're looking for and that's what the goal is for them to understand what the bigger thing is but what do you tell them well uh i tell them uh, so i would probably talk to them about the emotional aspect of it. So instead of, you know, the car, the money, the this and that, which is, which is something that they can also want. Mm -hmm. But what about the most important part of being in a relationship? You can have the money, you can have the cars. How long is that going to last with that person? Right. Six months later, they're going to come. Oh, I didn't get a call from that person. Mm. Why? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. They started going and dating somebody else. Mm, yeah. And I'm not saying every wealthy person is toxic. I'm not saying mm. that. No. But I'm saying, what if you look at the values first, which is, is this person going to commit? Because I want a commitment. Mm-hmm. Does this person want to have children? Because I want to have children. Mm-hmm. Does this person, you know, is this person financially stable? Because I am financially stable. I want to be financially. Those are the main things. The car, the house, those are the things that you can talk to your partner who has those assets mm-hmm. and values already. Mm-hmm. Somebody who has a good job and wants to build a house is going to build a house with you. Mm-hmm. Somebody who has a nice job and values nice cars is going to get you the car or is going to get themselves the car or the right. family car. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think values and commitment and consistency and all of that is most important. So I would tell them to focus on that first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then whoever they're dating to be honest with their partner and be like, these are what, this is what I want in life. How about you? Yeah. From the beginning. Totally. And like, then don't, I sorry, sorry to interrupt. Uh-huh. I wouldn't date somebody who didn't want to have kids. Mm-hmm. That was a non-negotiable for me. Right. Right. So when I would date, I would ask them, right. what are your, like, what are your values? What do you want mm-hmm. from like in a relationship? You know, mm-hmm. I don't care. Right. Th- because if it's not for me, then bye. Right. Right. And I think that's the thing is when we ignore, we, when we ignore the things that are important for us, especially if we know what is important for us um, because of what's shiny or because of what's outside of us, then, you know, all we're basically doing is creating a further illusion of what security and safety looks like. Exactly. That's not secure and that's not safe. It's an illusion. Yep. You know it what I mean? really is. I mean, it could be temporary. It could be temporary safety and security. Yeah. It could be temporary, but what happens when, you know, I don't know, you don't hear from that person or money runs out or money runs out or like, I don't know, there's some like, like toxic fraud going on or something, which is a thing, it, which is a thing, you know, mm-hmm. you don't, you never know, mm-hmm. you know, the one person can have money one day and they can be losing it the next day. Money comes and goes. Yeah, it totally does. But what doesn't is being loyal, mm-hmm. right? You have, <laughs> like it doesn't come and go. You either have it or you don't. I'm oh sorry. Oh my gosh, yes. Security. Well, consistency, I should say, which then creates security. Oh, definitely. Right. 
and somebody who is going to prioritize you, mm-hmm. right? Prioritize yeah. your needs, mm-hmm. which means needs. I hope that yeah. I just realized I articulate my words pretty like <laughs> needs. <laughs> like New Year's. New Year. <laughs> New Year. It's not AD. Sorry, we just talked about this in our last episode. If it's not New Year's. It, it's, it's New, New year. year. New Year. New yeah. Year. Um, anyway, so no, yeah. So I think I love this thing about soulmate because I definitely feel that, you know, you can have more than one soulmate. And and I think that that's the thing. Like you've can said- Can I ask you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Go for it. You said you can have more than one soulmate, right? Yes. Who, have, who are your soulmates? Like if like who have been your soulmates? Are we talking about like friendships, relationships, families? Like what is a soulmate? I genuinely, genuinely feel- that my last partner that I was with was my soulmate. Yeah. Genuinely, genuinely feel that that partner what of made mine, that person, um, a soulmate. you know, first of all, that we had a lot of respect for one another. We were very honest with one another. Um, and I think that he really did, um, areas that i needed lifting in he lifted me areas he needed lift like we really we were yin to to the yang we really worked with one another um it was because of that relationship the way that relationship ended that helped me realize how much i need to focus on me Hmm. that relationship was that relationship ended because i needed because i needed to love myself more and i was supported with that he supported me does that make sense? Yeah. He could have held on to me because he was so good to me and he could have manipulated me, you know, because his the thing that with him was taking it to the next, for me, taking it to the next level of a relationship was getting married. For him, I always knew that was not on the table, but I yet I said, okay, that's fine. That's fine. He'll change his mind. He'll change his mind. You know what I mean? But we always had that understanding. And so with that being said, at the end of it, we had a lot of love for one another and I think, you know, he didn't want that relationship to end and neither did I, but he really encouraged me to focus on me. Um, and so because of him, I feel I've been single for a while since it was a really hard breakup, but, um, yeah, I think that's how I know he was my soulmate. I felt it when I was with him and, um, and he, it was, it ended because we needed to focus on ourselves and not be in a dynamic that was toxic that could have led to being toxic. Yeah. It sounds like you had a special bond with him. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about my soulmates Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes, you know, like sometimes you have that natural special bond with that person and you Mm -hmm. recognize that person is going to be there forever. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like that in my romantic relationships. I feel like, you know, I've had not so good partners in the past. Um, I've had few, you know, healthy ones, but I, it didn't work out and that, you know, that was okay. I feel like my partner now is, is, is a special, is very special. I have a special bond with him, but that grew. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think my friends, if we talk about naturally knowing Mm -hmm. that these people are my soulmates. I think my friends have been my soulmate. Mm. I do think that like I have a special bond for you with you because Mm. I'm also a very defensive person where it's like, I don't bring in a lot of people into my life. Mm -hmm. Um, 
as you know, I really don't. Mm-hmm. And you were probably the only new person that I've known for, like in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I do think that people come into our lives and build that special bond. Mm-hmm. I create, I name it as special bond. I just don't believe in soulmates. I don't believe in the one. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I guess there's a terminology to all mm-hmm. of it. I don't know if it's one and the same. I just say I have a special bond. Love and that. yeah, soulmates is cool. Like, I guess I'll call my friends soulmates. I, I get that. They're part- Yeah, I can see that. My friends are my soulmates. Um, and but I've known my friends for a very long time mm. to the point that I think we've developed that mm-hmm. soulmate like level of, you know, relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I guess I, I didn't ask you directly. How do you feel about that? <laughs> but you basically answered it, which is great. I answered it, which yeah. is great. Yeah. So, yeah. So what are your, do you tell your clients to create lists? Is that helpful for them? I do. Yeah. I tell them to create a list of values that mm-hmm. they seek from their partner. Mm-hmm. I don't really necessarily tell them to create a list of like what they see in a partner. Mm-hmm. I I tell them to create a list of values that they have so that they look at their values and match it with whoever they're dating and mm-hmm. if it see if it aligns with theirs. Mm, I like that. Yeah. And I also um, tell my clients that sometimes when you're dating, it could be a really good exercise to share with the other person what their values are Mm. and what your values are on a date. I love that. Like on the first date? Why not? What are we afraid of? Yeah. Right? Yeah. First date, second date. What are we afraid of? Be you. Be you. And, you know, like who has time nowadays? Oh, I have. I I wanted to say something. What? I realize I do have a current soulmate. It's my puppy. Oh, that's right. I, uh, okay. I thought you were going to say me. Well, you too. Whatever. Of course. <laughs> well, because Charlie I've just offended. came. <laughs> Charlie just came and sat on my lap. Aww, and yeah. she is literally, the tr- to me, I recognize the true definition of unconditional love is right here like oh, a, she yeah, doesn't talk true. she doesn't talk back to me which is helpful <laughs> <laughs> she only barks sometimes but and and pulls my leash the leash but otherwise she's perfection she's connected to me she comes to me when i'm crying she is just dogs can be soulmates too i love that i think that's so kids, true kids too i feel like my nieces oh my god yeah i'm sorry yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, soulmates can be in different forms. It could be a pet, yes. a cat, a dog, a bird, mm-hmm. friends, it, yeah, relationships. A tree. No, t- no. You have a, Go hug a tree. You hug a tree. Hug a tree when actually, you're feeling disconnected. Actually, I did hug a tree one time. Remember when you I told, told me? you it helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hug a it tree if you're you, feeling disconnected, everybody. Yeah. It helps you stay grounded mm-hmm. in the present moment. Yeah. So, no, I think this was really good. And I definitely think, especially coming into the new year, I do think that for, you know, my uh, people out there like me who are single, right? Um, it is a challenge finding the right person, whatever that means. But, uh, you know, you don't always just meet. It's, you're not going to meet the right person right away whatever that means there isn't a right person there isn't a right person you have person. to choose that partner over and over again i don't believe in the right see like i mean do you see how like even that subconsciously word yeah. the right one right there i don't believe in there's the right one let's normalize finding the person that you're going to build with mm-hmm. that's yeah, what i would say totally i love that that's a good catch thank you good catch thanks all right well it's a good place to end yeah yeah i love that yeah Okay, well, well, everyone, hopefully this is helpful. See you guys helpful. next time. Yeah, see you guys right. next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye.